Happy Tuesday, everyone. You are listening to Downtown Dish. I am your host, Julie Townsend, and I'm happy that you are here with me today. Uh, Yes, so it's Tuesday, and I want to give you an update on some events that are coming up. Uh, Actually, tonight is Politics in the Park, so after you listen to the full hour of this show, then you can drive on over to the Chamber Building uh, on Lake Morton and participate in uh, learning more about political candidates that are running for offices, uh, have some food and beverage, uh, and just enjoy a nice uh, evening on on the lawn. Uh, So yeah, Politics in the Park is tonight. Uh, We have a couple of other announcements. Um, Of course, Tasty Tuesday is on August 16th, so the third Tuesday of every month is Tasty Tuesday in downtown. Uh, We should have some new businesses participating in that event next week, so definitely check that out uh, on our website at downtownlkld.com. You can see the listing of all the businesses, uh, restaurants, sweet shops, and bars that are participating. And if you don't know what Tasty Tuesday is, we've been doing it for uh, just just over a year. Uh, It's a new fun thing that you can do, and we've had people come from all over uh, Florida, Central Florida. We've had folks um, spend the night at the Terrace Hotel and make an evening of it. So it's been uh, a great success uh, having folks exposed to all the various uh, restaurants and sweet shops and bars. Um, You buy some tickets and you get some hearty samples. And um, it's just a great way to learn more about uh, the businesses that are in downtown and and get to sample some things and decide – you know, the places you want to eat in the future. So Tasty Tuesdays, uh, every third Tuesday, the next one is August 16th. Uh, You can uh, buy tickets uh, the night of the event at our office. We are located at 117 North Kentucky Avenue, right next door to Explorations 5 Children's Museum, which I really shouldn't be saying that anymore because they are officially, (laughs) they're officially not in that location anymore. But uh, the form of the, the the Crest Building. We'll just start calling it the Crest Building. That's what we'll do. Uh, and then, of course, you know that the Farmer's Curb Market is closed in the month of August. But we do have our grand reopening on September 3rd. So make sure you mark your calendars and uh, plan to spend that day, Saturday, with us. Uh, when the market reopens, the hours go back to uh, the regular hours, not the summer hours. So it'll be 8 a.m., to 2 p.m. starting in September when we reopen. And another great event that we're actually going to be talking about uh, for this hour is Fine Art at the Magnolia. And that is an event that is going to be August 20th and 21st. And the curator of that art show, uh, Betsy Bohr, is my guest today. Welcome, Betsy. Thank you. So, Betsy, um, you are the owner of Boar Gallery and who produces the event, correct? Yes. And so tell us, for those who may not know, just like from the beginning, what's, what is art, fine art at the Magnolia all about? Uh, fine Art at the Magnolia is a fine art show. It's uh, held indoors at the Magnolia Building. <laughs> nice, and, nice to point that out. It's an indoor art show. <laughs> it's an indoor art show. And uh, it's uh, the Magnolia Building, for those that might not be familiar, is right downtown Lakeland next to Hollis Gardens. Um, and um, it's a fine art, like I said, it's a fine art show. And uh, it's geared towards the working artists and helping them um, 
get through the summer months of Florida, which <laughs> tend to be the off season for the outdoor street festival markets. So, uh, and we'll talk in detail about about the show itself um, also, but just in general about artists. So are these artists that are participating, um, do they, they typically travel the country selling their art? Yes. Um, the working artists are independent, small business owners, and they travel all over. And I did that myself mm. for about 30 years before I decided I needed to reinvent myself. <laughs> <laughs> needed to settle down a little bit. Is I had, that, I, had I mean, to settle down. so it, that's an interesting, I mean, I guess it, it never really occurred to me. I mean, obviously, I go to art shows and I've been to, most of us have been to Mayfair and we see these folks that are coming from all over the country. Um, but I guess that's, that's a way of life for artists, right? Exactly. Um, uh, I did that for 30 years, like I said. The art festivals are a livelihood for the working artists who choose this as their career. Um, the um, different organizations around will create these opportunities for the working artists, primarily as fundraisers for their different organizations and events. So the artists travel independently to work in them, set up their booth spaces, and sell their art to the public. So you've got um, 19 of these folks. Is that including you, or are you, are you number 20? Um, no, I'm part of the 19. Okay. Number 20 is actually our scholarship winner. Oh, we okay. We like to feature them as well. Awesome. Okay. So we've got the event. Uh, it's coming up on August 20th and 21st, so it's a two-day event. What are the hours? It's Saturday from 10 to 5 and Sunday from 10 to 4. And so you're going to set up booths within the Magnolia Building, much like you would if you were outdoors, except you don't have to have tents, right? You just have spaces. Exactly, yes. The artists will have uh, a full selection of their artwork, just as you would see in an outdoor festival, only it will be indoors. Right, which is very important in August in, I, I in Florida. So. Air that conditioning, was, yes. That was very smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure everyone appreciates that, the artists and uh, the folks who come and purchase the art. Mm -hmm. So, Betsy, you said that you've been doing, um, you've been, uh, you you are an artist, you've been an artist, a, prof a working artist for 30 years and, and traveled um so what, what's, what's your story? What, what, do you, what kind of art do you specialize in, I guess, if that's the right word? And, um, and you know, how is, how, how is it to be a, a professional artist? I think that's something that people just don't know. Um, I think you're right. I think a lot of people don't really understand the field itself. But like all arts, it's difficult, whether it's music <laughs> or uh, theater or any of the create the creative fields, um, you have to work it every day. You have to promote yourself, and um, as an independent artist, um, out working the outdoor festivals, it's particularly difficult being exposed to the elements mm. and all the different varieties of things that can happen. But it's also quite rewarding to be able to create your passion, what you have inside of you, and bring it to the public and. Uh, 
be rewarded with sales or compliments or even critiques. Um, <laughs> they can be constructive as well. They're difficult, but they can be destructive <laughs> as well. So um, uh, constructive is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, but yes, I don't think I, I don't think a lot of people really grasp all that goes into it and um, the commitment that's involved. Well, um, you are not only uh, an artist yourself, but you own the the Bohr Gallery, which is not a physical la- location, correct? Right. The Bohr Gallery is actually me. Um, <laughs> I, it was a part of me for those 30 years, um, just representing me as an independent mobile gallery that traveled all over the United States and the state of Florida. Um, but... In about 2016, when um, it was determined I needed to reinvent myself for various reasons, personal, home, needing to stay home with family, um, uh, I I LLC'd my business and created the Board Gallery with the um, projection of creating my own art shows and developing further developing myself in my creative field. So you can find your art at, at uh, the Bohr Gallery. It's BohrGallery.com. Did I get that right? Yes, yes. Is it TheBohrGallery.com or just Bohr Gallery? Um, you could enter it either way in the search engine, but the actual website is TheBohrGallery.com, and it will um, introduce you to everything that the Bohr Gallery is involved with, all of our art shows, and, and the artists, too, that we represent so so not just your work but these other these 19 uh, the, the other 18 I should yes. say yes every artist that becomes a part of the Bohr gallery function any art show that we create any um, Florida Arts Journal that we uh, publish will also have a space living on the Bohr gallery website okay well we're going to come back in just a moment and continue our conversation with Betsy Bohr And we're back. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and you're listening to Downtown Dish. I have with me today uh, Betsy Bohr. Betsy is the owner of The Bohr Gallery, and her gallery is an online gallery, theboregallery.com. And she is the curator of an art show that is coming up in um, a week or so uh, called Fine Art at the Magnolia. And it is August 20th and 21st, the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the Magnolia Building, if you are not aware, is located on Orange Street, uh, right next to Hollis Garden. And uh, if you've ever eaten at the Garden Bistro, that's where it's it's right above the Garden Bistro. It's one of the city properties uh, that is for rent uh, as a as a rental for any kind of occasion. It's a beautiful building, and uh, Betsy, very wise of you to put your show indoors <laughs> in the air conditioning. <laughs> I, I loved it the minute I saw it. <laughs> so, and you named your show after being in this building, is that, or was it just happenstance? Uh, no, it actually happened that way. I, I, when I was looking for a venue to produce this art show, I immediately fell in love with the Magnolia building and it also created the name. Well, I know that um, you have 
uh, a good relationship with the city uh, and they, they support this event as well, correct? Oh, yes. Um, yes, very much so. The uh, Parks and Recreation um, is our co-sponsor and we are extremely grateful for that. So we were going, I just lost my screen, so I have to pull that back up. The the trials and tribulations of live radio, right? <laughs> uh, so you, uh, we were talking before the break uh, about the fact that, you know, you've been an artist for 30 years and you did do all of that uh, traveling uh, uh, around the country. Um, so tell us some stories about about those experiences. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, um, they were actually wonderful for the most part. Um, during the summer when my kids would be out of school, we would make it a family trip and we would travel to Chicago or to New York City or to Virginia Beach and incorporate the art show weekend. Um, independent artists are typically out every weekend during mm. the year. In Florida, the season runs from October to May. So um, Mayfair by the Lake would kind of mark the end of the season for the Florida artists that do the Florida Network. Um, and uh, that show, I really enjoyed doing that show when mm -hmm. I was doing art shows because artists would come in from all over the country and we would reminisce and talk about where we'd been all year, <laughs> what we'd been doing and <laughs> the horrors and the joys and Primarily, the horrors could be the weather. Um, when you're outdoors doing an art show, you can be subjected to all kinds of elements mm. and hardships. And um, but for the most part, it really, it really is a passion, and the commitment and the motivation and the drive to do what you love is what keeps us going. Yeah, it can't be easy. Uh, you've got to pack up and break down and set up and, you know, over and over and over again. And, exactly. Uh, and, you know, ho I would imagine you're staying in hotels and exactly. driving all over the place. So kind of the life of a nomad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, you've been an artist for 30 years, as we've said before. But so tell us about your journey. What's, what, how did this all get started for you? Um, well, that goes way back. That would go back to my childhood. I think ever since I can remember, I've been involved with the arts in some format. Um, and uh, my family moved to Lakeland nearly 50 years ago in 1975. My father is a chemical engineer. He went to work for IMC. Mm. And um, when we moved down, uh, we moved into Christina. And I went into the public school system. And in there, I became very much involved with the arts and music band. Um, I will continue to advocate that these are really important for um, our schools and for children to be exposed to. And um, through that uh, journey, I also stayed here. Um, I really love Lakeland, and I've raised my family, who also went through the public school systems. Mm -hmm involved in the arts and the music. So um, uh, with that um, is where I came to be where I am today. And what is the medium that you that you are expressing oh, I, yourself in? I am a painter, and I create uh, abstract, um, surreal-type paintings that are very feminine in nature and explore the areas that I'm very familiar with, which is motherhood and um you know, being a woman mm -hmm. and things like that. So, 
<laughs> as, as you giggle, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> so you are uh, an owner of, you know, you've got your own LLC, so this is your company, and but you also uh, are on other art organization boards, correct? Yes. Um, oh, when I created my LLC, which was near 2016, um, I also became involved with the community. I knew that I would need to, and it's important to create relationships um, with the community for the success of Magnolia and also Foursquare and the other uh events and Mm -hmm. things that we produce so um i uh, one of the things that i really love doing is being a part of the board member of polk arts uh alliance and cultural alliance um they are very active in the community and i'm learning a great deal through them uh for the most part living in lakeland is kind of like an oasis i really love it here and i haven't Outside of being an independent artist, I hadn't really explored out into the community. But um, uh, through the cultural arts, folk arts, I have um, gotten exposure to other organizations and communities throughout Polk County and how they contribute to the arts as well. Mm -hmm. So that's been very rewarding. So the... um other event that you mentioned, uh, the Four Squared Makers, that just wrapped up last month, right? You did, a new, uh, is that a new event that you've added? Um, Four Squared Makers has been around since 2017, and I had originally was sort of experimenting with it as a monthly exhibit mm. where we would hang in coffee houses and places like that. And um, recently, with the, um, I rolled it into an annual event and we have made our home so far with the Mulberry Cultural Center, which I hope will continue. Um, and it was very successful. And the, we had the most artists to date exhibit with us. Foursquare is uh, geared towards the emerging artists and artists of all ages, professional level and not. And they all create in a very small format, four by four inches. So it makes it for a very challenging and fun art show. Yeah, I, I, I was reading about that um, leading up to this conversation. And so they all have to, it's all, it's literally foursquare. It's they have to create in the same space. Right. And it's to a theme. So it does create a challenge. And um, the objective of foursquare really is to help emerging artists get out and be able to exhibit with professional artists as well. And um, so they all create on the same size format and the artwork all sells for the same price just to minimize Mm -hmm. those levels of competition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, art can certainly vary in pricing, pricing, obviously, (laughs) but those were, those were, you know, reasonable, reasonably priced items that you had at, at Foursquared. So as so you're saying that's an annual event. Is that always uh, like towards the end of July? Um, well, this year we had it in July because um, we work around the Mulberry Cultural Center's um, schedule. schedule okay. Right. And next year, I believe we already have it on the calendar to come in in October. Well, that's 
good. I'm glad because I'd like to. Um, you're talking about 2023. It'll be in October. 2023. 2023. Right. It'll be yes. in October. Okay. Sorry. No, no. That's my. I. I, I kind of got distracted for a second and lost track of. Uh, <laughs> lost track of what I was asking you. Um, but no, we'll we'll come back and talk with uh, Betsy Bohr a little bit more about uh, arts and maybe the challenges for artists here in the local community. Stick with us. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and with me today is Betsy Bohr. She is the owner of the Bohr Gallery, and you can find the Bohr Gallery online at theborgallery.com, and the curator of Fine Art at the Magnolia, which is uh, an art show for working artists or an art uh, event purchasing you can buy it's not <laughs> yes. just a show you come so, come, come prepared to buy right Betsy? Uh, open, open to the public open Everybody to the public <laughs> uh august 20th and 21st that's a saturday and a sunday coming up uh pretty quickly here so definitely make sure that you put that on your calendar there's not a lot of events going on uh in the month of august uh it's pretty darn hot the farmer's yes. market <laughs> we close the farmer's market it's so hot uh and i do just to, just an aside Betsy, I'm going to throw a little. You can you can chime in anytime you want. But I I was reading online the other day about, and this has nothing to do with art. <laughs> it's just okay. me going off on a tangent. Okay. About the farmers market, um, and the reason it's kind of important that that it's the heat. Uh, someone was commenting, and I've had several people comment, and and I want the folks to know that I'm paying attention um, about how hot it is for our four-legged friends and their paws on the asphalt. So, you know, people do bring their dogs to the farmer's market and we welcome, you know, leashed leashed and friendly four-legged friends at the farmer's market. But that asphalt is super hot. And and so we're going to have some signage, um, you know, starting up because it'll still be hot in September, I feel certain. Uh, But just sort of alerting the public about... Uh, just how hot it is for those folks. Not saying don't bring your dogs, but certainly you know walk them in, in the shade, and 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 sort of avoid those those really hot uh, spots. Because I have dogs, and I don't bring them to the farmers market because they're crazy and they don't they're not they don't get along with others. Uh, but when I walk them around the neighborhood, I do it early in the morning to avoid that heat. So anyway, just that was a little plug for uh, our right. four-legged friends. Sorry to go off on that <laughs> tangent. Important. Very important. But it's very important. Important um, at all. Yes. Art shows that yeah. are during the summer that are outside, especially yeah. Mayfair, too. That's true. To make sure to walk those dogs on the grass mm-hmm. rather than the asphalt. Yeah. So your art show, as we've said before, uh, is in the Magnolia Building, so you can't bring dogs inside there anyway, right? No. No dogs to the no. fine art at, Magno- at the Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly bring uh, your other two-legged friends <laughs> and come ready yes. to shop for some art. We have, they have 19 artists that will be uh, displaying and selling their uh, their artwork. So speaking of um, the Magnolia Building, and we we gave kudos to uh, the city of Lakeland and the Parks and Recreation Department. But the Parks and Recreation Department has rebranded. Yes. And so has the Polk Arts Alliance. So I'm going to kind of give them each a plug and tell yes. them how to pronounce because it's going to take me a long time. <laughs> I'm never going to remember this. Uh, with and I, and I should because it's very important uh, that we've added cultural arts uh, to these organizations' names. So Parks 
The city of Lakeland's Parks and Recreation Department is now officially Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Arts Department. Yes. And so, uh, again, thank them for their uh, co-sponsorship. co-sponsorship for the Fine Art at the Magnolia. Yes, thank you. And then the board this, that you sit on uh, is Polk Arts and Cultural Alliance. Polk Arts and Cultural Arts Alliance, or just, I'm sorry, I messed it up. I, I believe it's Polk <laughs> Arts and Cultural Alliance. Yes. Okay. Yes, Polk Arts and Cultural Alliance. I had yes. arts in there when, one too many times. And that is, uh, Mary Mass was the head of that for many, many years, and now we have wonderful Daryl Ward. Daryl Ward, yes. Uh, who was actually um, my daughter and his daughter were, were good friends in, at Harrison That's back in wonderful. the day. So. Yes. Glad to see uh, it makes perfect sense that oh, that Daryl's the new leader. We are leader. super happy. <laughs> yes. He's a he's a fun guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> so we were um, talking about just the experience of artists and you know sort of the the life they lead. Uh, but in terms of you know just here in Lakeland or you know Polk County even, um, what do you think are the biggest challenges for working artists? You know, professional artists who are trying to sell their work. Uh, just that itself. Um, it's hard to be an artist. It's hard to make a living as an artist. It takes a great deal of commitment and passion. Um, I think that Lakeland or Polk County is no different than any other community out there as far as that goes. But Lakeland does bring a lot to the table, which is why I love it mm-hmm. here. Um, we have the ballet and theater and um Uh, many arts organizations locally, the guilds and the museum, and there's just so much to offer here to help artists along their way. Uh, Primarily, the biggest hurdle I think independent working artists have is actually themselves, is learning how to be strong, to follow your passion, to uh, not give up when it gets hard or you've feel some rejection or initially people don't respond to what you're trying to say with your artwork. I I think that um, that is the largest hurdle, Mm. but, um, and it never goes away. So just (laughs) make sure you keep working at that and and keep reassuring yourself that uh, what you do as where you're following your heart and what you love is truly important and has value mm-hmm. it ha- it brings value and it has value so i guess the one of the challenges might be that it's you have you have to also know how to conduct this as a business you know if you're a working artist a professional artist independent artist you also have to have some business savvy in order to that, that <laughs> to is, make a living right that is true i think um maybe the community at large don't realize that independent artists are small business owners and um, it's a livelihood career choice. And uh, so I think that that is an important thing to point out. Um, Many artists don't even think of themselves as a business, Mm. but but they are. Mm -hmm. They absolutely are. It's one of the um, things that Fine Art the Magnolia is trying to bring to the table in communicating um, is that these artists are uh, independent small business owners and especially during the summer which is typically the off season for the outdoor art festivals um, uh, these um, small business owners who don't travel out of the state to go and follow the out-of-state markets uh, have 
a bit of difficulty getting through the summer. So Fine Art the Magnolias, I created it mm-hmm. to help um, alleviate some of that and give these artists an opportunity to sell. So, uh, I mean, I assume that they, you've been doing this for what, six years? This is our sixth year. Sixth year. And is that six years, including not doing one in COVID or is this it's actual the sixth time? This, this is actually the calendar sixth year. Okay. Uh, COVID did cancel our show in 2020, but we continued it online. So um, mm. technically, uh, my uh, web designer says we didn't close our show, but physically on the floor we did. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so um, you've got 19 artists, including you, yes. and I would assume that, uh, you know, that's a good number, that they must do well. I mean, they're selling, you feel like they're selling, you, you've got a good uh, a good audience for for people to purchase? Oh, yes. Um, uh, when I was creating Fine Art the Magnolia, I was set out to keep it small. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, that helps alleviate some of the pressure of the artists being able to make sales. There's not much um, competition there. Mm-hmm. Um, the artists can bring a wide variety of their work and be seen. Uh, Fine Art the Magnolia is one of our really strong measures of helping that is our patron program where our supporters, um, we do whatever support we get in, which we're extremely grateful mm-hmm. for in financial support, we divide it and give it right back to that supporting patron in the form of purchase vouchers, which is a way to guarantee money to come to the floor in support of the artist. So keeping it small helps make or helps ensure that those vouchers can reach just about every artist Mm -hmm. on the floor in some format. Um, And uh, the other reason I kept it small is so that we could have a variety of mediums represented. Typically we have around six to eight mediums that are represented on the floor between 19 artists. Um, Enables those artists to not have a large competitive field Right. In their mediums. Excellent. All right. We're going to continue our conversation with Betsy Bohr when we return. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and with me today is Betsy Bohr. Betsy is owner of theboregallery.com and also uh, the curator of a magnificent art show coming to the Magnolia Building on August 20th and 21st called Fine Art at the Magnolia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appropriately named. Hopefully yes. that building does not go away because then you're going to have a fine art at the to be announced (laughs) so we were talking uh before the break uh about um just you you know you obviously have other you have some sponsors uh of this event and and Mm -hmm. so we'd love for you to you know take the opportunity to to thank them but we know um but what i thought was very interesting that you actually the you know the, the the sponsorship dollars are half of those they get back in vouchers that they spend with your artists so you're kind of forcing them to buy art <laughs> well it's actually committed committed dollars mm-hmm. to come into the floor 
Right. To support the arts. Right, right. right. That's a better way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, tell us tell us who is supporting uh, fine art at the Magnolia this year. Um, oh, we have uh, we have the City of Lakeland mm-hmm. Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Arts Department that is our co-sponsor. Uh, we also have uh, Don's Dozen, which is a group of friends that have come in together uh, with Neil Ward. So it's Neil Ward and his gang. <laughs> uh, we have Michael McGuire, which is the McGuire's of Lakeland. Mm-hmm. We're really grateful for these supporters. We have uh, the uh, Polk Arts and Cultural Alliance, which is through Daryl Ward. Daryl Ward um, came in independently and is also with the uh, Cultural Arts mm-hmm. Alliance. Um, we also are endorsed. This is very um, something that we're truly grateful for, too. This is the Polk Museum of Art has endorsed Fine Art the Magnolia for all six years since our beginning year. And um, that is really special, and I really, really value that, too. Um, another one that we have is the George Custom Frames. has also been with us mm-hmm. since year one. Julie mm-hmm. and Vincent, they've been just really great in support. And truly all of our patrons, too, that um, they are numerous in numbers, and we're really grateful for them. I, all of this love and support with the community has helped me through the Boar Gallery and Fine Art at the Magnolia and other projects that we do have our continu- continued success. It's, um, it, it's been creating a uh, very creative journey for me in growth and mm-hmm. exploration, and I just am so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking earlier about, you know, just the sort of the circuit and the life of, of the independent professional artist out yes. there. And um, I remember, uh, I don't know if this was the year that you were at Mayfair. I hope it, I hope it isn't. But I think it might have been five or six years ago where it there was a torrential storm. Oh, yes. And I was there. Were you, uh, yes. <laughs> and, I mean, people's artwork blew into the lake. Oh, it was it was awful. Yeah. Um, that's actually, unfortunately, quite common in really? art shows out there to have supercells mm. come up and um, uh, artists will often sustain damage to their work and to their displays. Mm-hmm. And um, it's no uh, small feat to replace that. I mean, it's quite an investment. Right. So, um, but did, you on, lose, did you lose any artwork in that no, show? No, actually, my mother, who at that time was a pilot, she was bringing in her plane mm. to Lakeland Regional Airport. She had a hangar out there. Um, she contacted me because she was aware of this storm approaching. It was why all the mm. planes were ground coming into the ground. And so I had a little bit of heads up. Oh, I let interesting. the artists near me mm-hmm. know as well. And, um, of course, Pope Museum of Art came around too, mm-hmm. to try to warn everybody. But um, uh, setting up and breaking down is not, it, it's time consuming. It's, it's um, heavy work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of hauling. So several artists were not able to get their work out and Mm. secure. But we didn't even expect it to be as hard as it was. It it truly was a supercell. It might have been a mini little tornado of Mm -hmm. some sort. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. (laughs) I just, it, it, my my heart went out to those folks because I know as a person who does events for a living, 
just, oh. you know, with First Fridays and the farmer's market, oh, right. you know, anytime there's a threat of rain, it's just, uh. My, my kids came down to help, and they were hauling mm. artwork in rain mm. up to my trailer and being pelted by hail. Mm. <laughs> so it was very frightening. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. So you have the, the 19 artists, and we were talking about the show size and, and how you like to keep it small, which makes a lot of sense. Do you find that... Uh, Having a wide variety of experience for so many years going to shows, do you find that the larger shows tend to be more of something to do for people where, you know, they're not necessarily here to buy art? It's more of like, oh, let's go to the art festival because it's a festival and there'll be food and there'll be, <laughs> I can walk around and look at stuff. Uh, do you find that to be, do you, do you feel like that maybe is a reason why you're part of the reason why yours is small or um, is, am, I, am I off base completely? No, no, you're not very far off base. Um, I think that the organizations that create these art shows are, um, well, primarily I believe that they're fundraisers for Mm -hmm. those organizations that do really wonderful things Mm year-round, truly, like the museum. Of course. We will use Mayfair as an example because it's local. Um, I also uh, feel that um, the events are large community events, and, and that just is a benefit as well. It helps bring people to the show, brings people to walk the lake and to visit the artists and to engage and, and learn. Um, many others come for the entertainment, uh, the the food trucks and um, various things like that. So um, I don't have any qualms at all about them. I actively was a part of them mm-hmm. and was making my living as, as being a part of them. So I very much still love that lifestyle mm-hmm. i miss it in yeah. fact i just can't do it like i used to but um i created magnolia as a small event um primarily for me it um not having created an art show before um it was beneficial for me to keep it small mm-hmm. as i was learning the ropes as i was developing relationships with the city and the different organizations um, which are important to all of us to do to to just ensure that we can continue in keeping the arts alive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it was mainly for me, but I think it worked out to be very beneficial for the artists as well. Um, being small, being indoors, and being two days gives the general patrons and the public time mm-hmm. to leisurely get to know these artists, to talk to them, to learn about what they do, their livelihoods, and how they create their art. The Garden Bistro, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. right underneath, is the perfect place to have lunch, mm-hmm. maybe even get a glass of wine mm-hmm. or a mimosa <laughs> and come back up and then purchase, make your purchases. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's August 20th and 21st, and it's 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday. On Saturday. And 10 to 4 on Sunday. Yes. And it's open to the public, so there's not a fee or to enter, right? right. You're just and walking in. and There should be plenty of parking. Yes, um, or, I was, ju- I was just going to. I know we yes. talked about parking earlier, and everyone that can never say too often uh, that all city parking lots that are owned and operated by the city, the garages and the and the parking lots owned and operated by the city are free every day after 5 p.m. 
and all day on weekends. So there's right. there's a you've obviously got parking at the Magnolia building, but there's right. several places where there'll be opportunities for overflow that are in very close proximity and walking distance. Yes, I, I'm, I'm contacted and I, I'm thinking or hoping that the Lakeland Electric parking lot will be um, available, and that's very close. Right. That's the closest one. Yeah, just adjacent to Hollis Garden and, on Iowa. Um, and then there's the parking at the Magnolia Building and around the corner down at near the theater in this steakhouse area. Correct, yeah, public parking there as well. Right. And then Lot A right there at the corner of Orange and in Massachusetts. And then new building. You Summit. Made, mm-hmm. You made an announcement about that mm-hmm. just recently. Yes, so we're having the city partnered with uh, the Summit Summit. Uh, company to allow for public parking on the weekends and after 6 p.m., I believe, on, during the week. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, okay. so on that first level. So we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, Betsy, we are out of time. I really appreciate you coming on and telling us all about fine art at the Magnolia. Please visit uh, com for more information about that event and yes, Betsy and her fellow artists. So thank you, Betsy, and we hope that you'll join us next week for another edition of Downtown Dish. Thank mm-hmm. you.